Back with another episode of Can You Dig It, a podcast by Silver Screen and Roll and SB Nation Lakers community. You can follow us over at Silver Screen and Roll or at Lakers SBN or check out our work on SilverScreenandRoll.com. Grant, there is a lot happening and there is nobody I'd rather walk through all of this and try to process it uh, other than you. Grant, how are you doing today? I am excited. Static. I am trying to <laughs> process every little detail that comes out regarding the newest uh, trade rumors. Obviously, we're talking about Anthony Davis. Uh, he yeah. requested a trade from the Pelicans. The Lakers are said to be his preferred destination. The Adrian Wojnarowski is trying to be a wet blanket right now and say that the Pels <laughs> don't want to trade Anthony Davis. But we're going to disregard that for the next 25 30 minutes or so and uh and talk about anthony davis see what he can bring to the lakers what it costs the lakers to bring him in so it's going to be a very very exciting show i think (laughs) talking about what anthony davis can bring to the lakers is kind of like a moot point it's like we're, we're talking about a team uh that played probably one of the worst games of basketball i've ever seen against the philadelphia 76ers Uh, on Tuesday so uh, I think saying what Anthony Davis brings to the Lakers with LeBron James um, he he puts he makes them a playoff team which I don't think the Lakers are right now but in order to get Anthony Davis obviously they'd have to send out a few pieces make an offer worth their while and what the the best case package the Lakers can offer what if they really just sell the farm grant where do you think that ranks among uh, other packages teams can offer around the league? Um, it's, I mean, I, 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 I can't really say. I, I, I guess it's middle of the pack right now. Right. Um, I mean, considering what the Lakers would have to give up, the, sh- the sheer volume, I guess you can put it near the top. But if you're looking yeah. at it, you know, if they're going to give up the same amount of players as, say, Boston, and so who would you give? Brandon Ingram and Lonzo Ball compared to who? Tatum and, and Brown or the Knicks would probably have to trade Kristaps and the first uh, the first overall pick if they get it. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, the package for the Lakers right now does not look as good. But if the deal is going to happen soon or, or fairly soon, then uh, the Lakers have the best deal because the assets are readily available. And right. they're just, I mean, the availability to do a trade, I, I'd say that that's a little bit underrated right now. Obviously the Pelicans can wait it out, but if they're looking to move Anthony Davis right now, and if Anthony Davis is trying to get out as soon as possible, the Lakers are, you know, where he's going to end up. Uh, There's could be dark horse teams, but I don't think anybody's going to seriously offer anything big right now. That wasn't already prepared to offer something for Anthony Davis. Right. And speaking of dark horse teams, I've been, uh, as I'm sure you have been on the trade machine, like since um, Monday, which it's crazy when I think about that. It's only been two days. I feel like it's been three weeks of us just waiting for this, this trade to happen. But I look at a team like the Toronto Raptors, who are already very good with uh, Kyle Lowry, Kawhi Leonard. Um, They have 
enough enticing young pieces, I think, to enter that conversation. So they have Serge Ibaka to match salaries. They have Pascal Siakam, who is probably going to be an all-star this year, along with OG Ananobi, DeLon Wright, Frank Van Vliet. They have a package they can put together. It's just, it, it comes down to... Kind of what it came down to with Paul George is, uh, is another team going to be willing to make that leap of faith knowing that Rich Paul and, uh, you know, Anthony Davis's camp are telling teams, look, we're not going to resign with you if you trade for us. We're going to L.A. in 2020. Yeah, um, I'm just going to shift the conversation away from this point because you make too good of a point. <laughs> um, I don't. It's scary. I, yeah, exactly. It's scary how many teams. I, I think it, yeah. It, it, just became that much more real. I mean, the question of, okay, does it take away from their depth? Who the hell cares? It's for Anthony Davis. <laughs> right. Uh, I mean, you're pairing him with Kawhi Leonard, Kyle Lowry. I mean, that's a legit big three. Uh, it rival a lot of teams. I mean, it's better than a lot of teams. It even rival the Warriors, I'm saying. But, right. yeah, we're going to shift the conversation away from this because it's too <laughs> scary. It's too real. And so... Did we mention the Lakers are a serious candidate for Anthony Davis? <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> we are uh, a Los Angeles Lakers-based <laughs> podcast, and so we will have to talk about. This is something that's been on my mind, uh, Lonzo Ball, because uh, he yeah. is arguably the asset the Pelicans want most from the Lakers. If which is surprising, which is surprising, yes. But it's also kind of gratifying, and, and it kind of makes you feel good about what you think of Lonzo Ball. Because I know you're really high on Lonzo Ball. I'm really high on Lonzo Ball. I think we yeah. both know that he's already a good player. He has the capacity to be a great player. Um, and so it kind of it kind of opens your eyes to what some other teams might think of it. And, and some other teams rate the Lakers' assets as. And so... The Pelicans want Lonzo Ball if a deal is going to be made. But Lonzo Ball isn't necessarily on board for that. He wants to go to a New York. Uh, he wants to go to a Chicago, which is not surprising. Neither uh, situation has a really established point guard. He'd be the starter immediately. Uh, it's a, a yeah. fairly big market in Chicago. It's a huge market in New York. But New Orleans, basketball-wise, would be a fantastic fit uh oh, yeah. for Lonzo you now talking about pairing him with Drew Holiday now Christian mm -hmm. we so say Lonzo's in the deal uh he's going to New Orleans how long is it until we hear LeVar talk about how he's not going to sign a new deal with the Pelicans <laughs> <laughs> well so I think LeVar's made it pretty clear that Lonzo will pay play for any team as long as uh you know that team drafts him and his brothers and uh it, the state that the pelicans are probably going to be in if they blow it up uh i i think they're in the position to give leangelo ball an nba contract but otherwise uh I, what's interesting to me is the fact that the that the report you're talking about uh from the la times um, is that the the Pelicans see Lonzo Ball as somebody that can play alongside Drew Holiday. And I think that makes perfect sense because you look at Lonzo Ball, Drew Holiday, and Brandon Ingram, who has started to come into his own as a defensive player as well this year. You got clamps on the wings, man. Like, that's a really, really good defensive team. You add in Kyle Kuzman to that mix, who's probably part of that deal. Um, 
you know, to be the focal point of that offense alongside Drew Holiday, a really talented two-way player. Uh, the Pelicans can remain a competitive team. It's just, uh, you know, w- whether it benefits them or not to to stay the course or if they just try to to gather as many assets as they can. Because, I mean, immediately after the Anthony Davis report was announced, it, it was also announced that Julius Randle, Nikola Mirotic, and Etwan Moore can be had for picks and young players. So <laughs> if I'm the Lakers, I'm I'm getting in on that Julius Randle kid. He's he's no, he's pretty I think good. He has a lot of potential. Um <laughs> I no but you know who I feel bad for most in this situation? Not any of the Lakers young guys. It's Drew Holiday. Mm. Yeah. I mean he he signs a five year extension and basically banks on the fact that Anthony Davis is down there. And then reports surface. I mean, I, I I thought it was more of an inevitability that Anthony Davis would kind of force his way out of New Orleans. But you got to feel mm-hmm. for Drew. I mean, he's such an like he's a second star on on the Pelicans. On a lot of teams, he'd be the second star. Even first team, uh, some teams he'd be the first te- star on. But right, you know, when you when you think of a guard that you want in in the NBA, I mean, defense isn't really at a premium, but. Looking at defensive guards, I mean, he's got to be at the top of the list. He's a great player offensively. I just feel so bad for him. And so the the thing that I've done, uh, basically, I've cut ties with all Lakers young guys uh, so fast, even though I've developed such a caring relationship for them. Uh, trade everybody for Anthony Davis and Drew Holiday. Um, oh, that would be you don't, quite the team. I mean... It doesn't have like the sex appeal as like a, a Kyrie Irving or a Kevin Durant, but Drew Holiday yeah. is a damn good basketball player, and I would not be mad to see him on the Lakers. Absolutely, and uh, and I don't think we're at the point where it's far fetched. Maybe not to see a trade for Anthony Davis in New Orleans, the New Orleans Pelicans, but I don't think it's far fetched to say that the Lakers are going to have to gut their entire roster. For Anthony Davis, which, again, for a player that's only 25 years old, like, I think that's really understated in all of this, is that Anthony Davis will not be 26 years old until March, but Josh Hart and Kyle Kuzma are both 23 right now. Like, the whole young core narrative, I get. They're on rookie contracts, they're very talented players, and and Lakers fans have an emotional attachment to these players. But Anthony Davis is 25 years old. Let's not forget that. Yeah. Uh, that being said, to match salaries, they're going to have to send out Contavious Caldwell-Pope. Theoretically, they could send out Rajon Rondo, but given how well-liked he is in the locker room, I don't ant- anticipate them doing <laughs> what that. What locker room is uh, he going to come back to if there's a trade? <laughs> well, well, and, and he'd be their only starting point guard at that point, right. unless like the Lakers are super high on... Ramon Sessions and Jameer Nelson and you know Isaac, Bunga. Uh, Isaac Ty Lawson. Though I mean, those are the guys you're looking at, and um, with the amount of players that they're gonna have to send out, which let's just assume it's KCP, Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, Kyle Kuzma, and Ivica Zubats, not including picks. That's five players you're sending out for one single player. So once that move is made, assuming it is done. Uh, the Lakers are going to have to look at the buyout market or even internally with their roster, with the with the the guys on rookie contracts or, you know, some of the acquisitions they made in the offseason to fill out their bench. Because, man, I, I know you're getting Anthony Davis, but to get that, that bench is going to be 
gone. I mean, half of their team's going to be gone after this trade. Yeah. Um. The the one thing I keep thinking back to is bring Mo Williams out of retirement. He's a guy that LeBron <laughs> likes. No. Uh. But but I think that's a very valid point. And what you know, a lot of Lakers fans haven't lost sight of is that you'd be gutting almost the entire roster to make this move happen. But at the same time, it's it's something that you can build around in the future, not only in the present with LeBron on the team, but you know it gives your franchise a foundation for after LeBron leaves. I mean, we said it on, on the show, Anthony Davis is only 25. He turns 26 in March. You know, that's yeah. the franchise cornerstone for, I mean, if you can secure him for another deal, for you know the next seven, eight, nine, ten years, I mean this mm-hmm. is I mean this is not only a, a move that works out great in the short term, but in the long term, it gives your franchise a plan. It gives them uh, kind of a blueprint on you know how they're going to build the team in the future. So I th- I think it it might get a little. I mean the roster is going to look bare no matter what, and it might get a little you know funny with the players they they bring in and sign i mean we've seen this front office bring in you know the meme team basically and so you know that's without all their options exhausted and so if you look at what a bear free agency pool this is you know they're gonna have to pull a lot of strings to get nba talent surrounding these uh superstar players if they're able to acquire anthony davis one thing that's been brought up then or at least brought to my attention uh, is that if they trade for Anthony Davis, this likely means that Carmelo Anthony is going to be part of the Lakers by the end of the season. Yep. Grant, how do you feel about oh, that? Oh, my gosh. Um, I mean, <laughs> if if the Lakers weren't getting Anthony Davis, I'd be super, super mad. But uh, at, at the same time, it's like, okay, well, I mean, there are there probably aren't many other NBA caliber players. I, I mean, I, that's kind of a stretch to put Melo into that category. <laughs> But, yeah. I mean, when you look at the free agency pool, you look at the roster after you trade everybody away, you're going to need guys to fill it out, and there are worse options than Carmelo Anthony. I'll say that. I'll give him that much. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it, it if it's that dire of a situation where you need to bring on players, I won't be that mad. Um, the second he starts taking contested you know, 28 footers with Anthony Davis wide open in the paint, that's when I'll uh, that's when I'll kind of raise up, like, throw up my arms and and flip a table or whatever. <laughs> but I, I think you know I'll be too happy that Anthony Davis is a Laker to to really care. To be honest, <laughs> that uh, the so the the thing I feel like hasn't been touched on enough, and maybe it's just because I haven't been looking for it. But Contavious Caldwell Pope kind of holds the keys to this trade, and I know they're. Contavious Caldwell-Pope is represented by Rich Paul. Obviously, you know, with with the relationship he has with his agent, they'll they'll probably end up working something out if needed. But if he is difficult and he doesn't want to waive that de facto no trade clause he has, uh, the Lakers might have to get a third team involved. Do you see something like that happening? Well, that's actually what I was just going to ask you. Um, the the thing to me is that how many teams are going to be lining up to get Anthony Davis on the Lakers with LeBron James? Um, mm-hmm. They'd have to be in a in a really bad situation, either you know pick wise, money wise, uh, yeah, just uh, from an overall talent standpoint on their team. It'd have to be a real bottom feeder team uh, with a lot of space. But 
I, I don't know. It, it it's it's gonna be kind of a weird situation because you know we see all these anti Lakers you know front office personnel around the league, and so mm-hmm. it, it kind of raises the question to me: Is a team going to be willing to help facilitate a trade? And I think you know if you're a team like Phoenix that really needs young talent, or you know Chicago, New York, maybe you do that to you know just help out your franchise but i don't i don't know if any team is going to be like okay well yeah let me uh create something like the warriors right now where we have two of the best players in the league on the same team yeah um i i don't know i it, it's it's a tough situation i i think i think it's less likely uh to happen than it is uh i, I don't know what i'm saying um <laughs> but yeah i i think it's likelier that it doesn't happen than it than for it to happen yeah, and and that to your point about it them being bottom feeding teams, I think if you're Contavious Caldwell Pope and Rich Paul, um, like specifically Contavious Caldwell Pope in this situation, because I'm sure if Rich Paul, <laughs> Rich Paul's going to do anything he can to get AD on the Lakers. But uh, if you're Contavious Caldwell Pope in this situation, it's a contract year. You want to get go somewhere you can show you can contribute on, you know. Uh, uh, contribute meaningful minutes, make open three-point shots, be that two-way player he's you know viewed as around the league and uh, the the potential he's shown. And to his like in his defense, he's still a young player. So a team that looks at him and says like I can I can see us signing him to a long-term deal because again he is only 25 years old. Um, that but the question is is does Contavious Caldwell Pope what 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 matters to him is it playing time is it touches like well, I, it it really just depends on what he's looking for would he rather go to a team like shoot i don't know atlanta orlando and and become a guy that gets like 30 32 minutes a game or would he rather go to a team like philadelphia or houston where he has a defined role on a championship contending team um, those are questions that need to be answered by by him and his camp before before anything goes forward. Yeah, definitely. Um, and and then the question of roster composition on teams that are interested in him, like, do they have a point guard that can generate open looks for him? Uh, do they have right. a, te- uh, a team that can push it in transition? You know, that's you know, there's a lot of questions to be answered. I, I do think ultimately, uh, it's not really KCP, you know, holding the keys. It's Rich Paul. Um, right. and so I, I think a trade would happen if it needed to. Um, but yeah, it, it, imagine if KCP went rogue and was like, Nope, I'm <laughs> deciding what happens right now. You know, I hold all the keys. You now you guys are going to listen to me. Uh, but <laughs> that'd just be too crazy. I'm, I'm thinking way too out of the box. Uh, but the thing I was wondering, and you know, this is kind of, you know, lost in, you know, all this Anthony Davis stuff. Do the Lakers make a deal for a, a smaller name just to help the team in the short term, like a Wayne Ellington? Uh, I, I know Dennis Smith Jr. joined the, the Mavericks again, and, and trade talks have cooled down on that end. But Or right. like a Dennis Smith Jr., like a, a low-risk, high-reward situation. Do you, do you think that's more likely than them staying pat at the trade deadline if an Anthony Davis deal doesn't materialize? Uh, I, I, I don't see a scenario where they, where they don't make a move. Um, I think, and, and we talked about this last week on the show. I think if, 
Dennis Smith Jr. or we've heard uh, like Thon McCurr, Marquise Chris, uh, players like that become available. Um, if they see uh, a low risk, high reward trade available, whether or not it's to win this year, I think they do it because in the summer, uh, if if Anthony Davis isn't traded to any team at the trade deadline, at that point the Lakers start to get into a bidding war this summer against teams like the Boston Celtics, the New York Knicks, uh, I, I guess the Chicago Bulls. I don't know, uh, but it's at that point you're just trying to accumulate as many assets as you can, and if you're the Lakers and Dennis Smith Jr. can be had for like Contavious Caldwell Pope, uh, one of their lower rookie guys like Mo Wagner and and a second-round pick, you absolutely do it because Dennis Smith Jr. becomes an attractive piece in that package. Uh, and at that point, you're talking volume of assets, not so much quality, and which which it might ultimately come down to with, with what the Lakers have on their roster, which, which b- bothers me a little bit because I know that the Lakers haven't looked the best without LeBron James. The young players haven't looked as good as many fans would have liked them to. But to say they have no value yeah. is a little ignorant, in my opinion, especially because there are reports that directly refute that. I mean, uh, 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 the reports are right now that Kyle Kuzma has the highest trade value out of all of them, which you can kind of see. I mean, he's a guy averaging close to 20 points per game. Uh, but I mean, the fact that the Pelicans have interest in Lonzo, there are murmurs that teams still believe in Brandon Ingram as a prospect. Like, let let's stop pretending that the Lakers' assets are nothing because you have two former number two picks, uh, a, a guy that in a redraft would probably be a top, be a top five pick, top ten pick. Um, the Lakers have assets. Yeah, definitely. I, I, I don't think that's a question. I, I kind of shake my head whenever I see that on Twitter. Uh, and I'm not going to name names, but if you can <laughs> picture someone in your head right now that I'm talking about, you're probably right. Um, <laughs> the, the thing is, to me, is that, you know, with this Anthony Davis situation and urgency for it to happen for the Lakers, you know, I think even now more so than ever, I mean, it's uncertain that Kawhi is gonna is gonna leave for the Lakers. I think the Clippers are more likely. Um, yeah. I mean, Kevin Durant, who the hell knows what he's thinking? He's kind of a weirdo. Um, <laughs> Clay Thompson's almost a lock to stay with the Warriors, despite him like shifting his attention to the Lakers if they get Anthony Davis. Like, right? There's a whole bunch of question marks. Rick Bucher, uh was the person that reported the Kyrie thing, which is like, okay, can't really put any weight into that. So there's there's just a lot of questions surrounding free agency. Once you get that star in the door in Anthony Davis to pair with LeBron, that's when, you know, players, okay, the Lakers don't have a max spot, but they can clear up like 30 million to, you know, bring in a third star. Players will take a $2 million discount to come play with those two guys. So I, I think it's especially important that they get him in the door. And the thing to me, and you know, I don't know how much people have been talking about it. The the Pelicans, if they're gonna do a deal with the Lakers, would li- I mean they have a, a full roster as it is already. They'd probably have to bring in a third team anyways for yeah. for a trade to happen because they can't take Kyle Kuzma, Lonzo Ball, uh, Brandon Ingram, Josh Hart, or or KCP 
for Anthony Davis straight up. Like that's just not going to work from a roster standpoint. They'd have to cut, you know, a couple of players. So, you know, there's there's just so many question marks about this trade. Um, I, I think it's probably likely that it doesn't happen. Um, but hey, I, that's not the same energy I had at the start of the show regarding this trade. <laughs> so I'm going to bring it back up. I'm going to speak it no, into I, existence. I, I think. You- you got to come in hot. Yeah. You got to come in hot. You don't want to come into the show with with low energy, but um I mean let, let's go back to that point. I I want I want to hang on that a little bit more. What if the Lakers don't get Anthony Davis? Cuz I was thinking about it today. The Lakers don't get Anthony Davis. Uh, I mean, which is right now worst-case scenario. You still get to see and <laughs> right now this is best-case scenario. Uh we're thinking optimistically you still get to see Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, Kyle Kuzma, Josh Hart, Ivica Zubat in the postseason with LeBron James, which at the end of the day, when the season started, that's what this season was all about, was seeing the progression of the young guys, seeing how they perform in the playoffs. Like, obviously missing out on Anthony Davis would suck because, I mean, how often does a team get an opportunity to trade for Anthony Davis? But... On the opposite side of the coin, I mean, it, it's it's similar to the Contavious. I, I can't believe I'm con- comparing Anthony Davis to Contavious Caldwell Pope, but uh, when Contavious Caldwell Pope was made available earlier this season, um, you know, the the worst case scenario is you're stuck with Contavious Caldwell Pope, who you know, despite all of his flaws, is still a decent player. And I think the worst case for the Lakers right now, uh, which is sticking with their young core, isn't as bad as I think people make it seem. And people are going to make it seem really, really bad. Yeah. Uh, like, I mean, you already have people underrating the Lakers' assets as it is, but, you know, they're going to be coming down on the front office. You're, they're going to be, you know, making fun of them that they couldn't get a deal done. The The Lakers' assets weren't good enough. I don't know. I, I, I think logistically, if, I, it, Rich Paul and, and Clutch and Anthony Davis should have announced this probably a little bit earlier to give, right. to give the teams a little bit more time to get this done. But uh, I don't know. I, I think the scrutiny is going to be at maybe not an all-time high, but mm-hmm. you know, I, I think people will be making the situation out to be much worse than it actually is in reality. And um, the opposite is what I'm looking forward to if it does go through because you have so many people on on Twitter right now saying, like, the Lakers don't have enough to get Anthony Davis, get that out of your head. It's not going to happen. Lakers fans are living in a fantasy land. And then when they ultimately get him for like Isaac Bonga and Lance Stevenson and, uh, you know, a, a Chick-fil-A in the stadium, I think people are going to lose their minds. And I'm, I'm really, really looking forward to that, uh, assuming it does happen. Grant, before we go, a little quick hits on uh, the upcoming schedule starting tomorrow. Uh, in Los Angeles against the Clippers. Lakers, Clippers, no LeBron. At least we think. Uh, he's ruled out right now, but Luke Walton said it depends on how he's feeling tomorrow. Uh, if they don't have LeBron, which they probably won't, how do you see that game going? Um, I don't know. I, it's it's going to be a big test. The Lakers' backs are against the wall right now. Right. Um, the Clippers have a good team, but and I think they're still flawed. Uh Oh, buddy. Am I going to pick the Lakers right now? <laughs> All right. I'm going to say a plot twist just to give me an easy out. Plot twist. LeBron James does play. He makes his return. The Lakers Ugh. win. And we feel a lot better about their playoff positioning. 
that would be magnificent because right now the Lakers are on the bubble for a playoff spot. And they, they it, it's hard to call it a must win tomorrow, but it feels very, very close to a must win. All right. Off to Saturday in Oakland against the Golden State Warriors, which is what we're hoping is the first game LeBron James is back. Uh, Grant, how do you see that game going, even with LeBron James on the court? I feel like I know your answer. Um, it's it's hard to pick a Lakers win in that scenario. Uh, the 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 Warriors are playing like the Warriors right now. They've won what twelve straight games. I I, yeah. I I can't pick against them. Uh, as as much as I want Lakers win, the, the Lakers need to win. Uh, when they have LeBron, they have a chance. They beat the uh, the Warriors in Oakland, shorthanded for half the game. But it's just stupid for me to pick the the Lakers in the game. <laughs> All right, and then Tuesday in Indiana against the Pacers, uh, who unfortunately won't have Victor Oladipo. Uh, he's recovering well, though, from what I've seen. I had his surgery, looks to be in good spirits, and uh, our thoughts are with him. But uh, the Pacers, even without Oladipo, are a pretty good team. Uh, and even with LeBron in his second game back, I think that's going to be a tough one for them to escape uh, with a win. I think they win. I think the, I mean, the, the Lakers, like I said, their backs against the wall. LeBron's supposed to be back by then, and so no, I think the time for messing around is over. Time for experimenting is over. You play your best guys the most minutes. Uh, so yeah, I, I think the Lakers win in that one. And when has Victor Oladipo? not been in good spirits that dude is always happy he always has a smile on his face more people need to be like victor oladipo you are absolutely right grant thank you so much for hanging out with me and thank you all for listening we will see you probably next thursday on the trade deadline we usually we usually record on wednesdays but uh thursday february 7th is going to be the trade deadline and we don't want to record a podcast that's going to mean nothing in a span of maybe 12 hours so Thursday, February 7th, we will see all of you, and hopefully, and I, and I say this, like, genuinely, I hope Anthony Davis is in a Lakers uniform. Until then, uh, go on iTunes, leave a review, a nice little rating for us, uh, and we'll see you all next time.